Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Well, David's going to speak and then we'll throw it to our close after that. So it's great. Let's just... Um, do you want to come pray for Dave as he comes to speak? Helen? Helen's going to pray for you. Do you, are you going to go behind? No, I'm not. You're going to go in there? <laughs> Would you like to go in there? I'm going to, I'm going to walk on water. paddle? Again? Stop showing off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lord, thank you for Dave. Thank you for the word that he's about to bring through your spirit, Lord. Um, Give him the right words, the strength um, and the wisdom. Um, And Lord, enable us to hear it, not only with our ears, but with our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Don't rush off. We can't put the picture on the screen, can we? Send it to the... Bakewell, please. Could you just go and sh- take that round, like? Oh. No, to everybody else. <laughs> uh, where am I supposed to look? At here and here. So, um, hello, everybody, again. Um, good to see Bakewell joining us. Uh, you will see. A little picture of the latest addition to the Watmore family, which is our little puppy, who's extremely cute. Uh, His name's Digby. He's, what, 13 weeks old? Something like that. And I was in the the garden uh, about uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he sort of came up to my legs, and he gave me the sort of the puppy eyes, and I just could not do anything but pick him up and give him a cuddle because he was so lovely, and there was a sense of love that I had for even this little puppy. Um, I don't know how many of you... This is where the church is split, I can tell you that. It's split between cat lovers and dog lovers. I know there's the cat lover here, and the and the dog and over and the dog lovers here. So, we we are ones who stand in between. We have a cat and a dog. We have a well, and two dogs in fact. And uh, we have uh, an, a very old cat uh, called Alice. And uh, we have to have a, a litter tray in the in the kitchen now for her. But the little puppy, he loves going out into the garden and picking up sticks and then bringing them back and chewing them, making a mess in the kitchen. Uh, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, I was looking at the puppy. He was sitting in his bed and he was, let's say, had said to me, would you just uh, clear up the, the, the cat litter tray? Um, anyway, when I got to it, there was nothing there. But the little puppy was chewing a little twig. So I thought... And 
This is where the cat, the self-righteous cat lovers come in and go, I know this is right. <laughs> it's grim, isn't it, to think. So there was another occasion and the dog was, he was sick, as you probably would hope, to be honest. What's the point of this story? The point of this story is to explain that we are all uh, born into doing things. We look wonderful as little babies, but we have this fantastic ability to do things wrong, to screw things up. We go to the cat litter tray of, of the world and pick up the wrong things. And sometimes we do that. I mean, if, unless we take that cat litter tray up first thing in the morning before we let Digby out of his cage, he will be there digging away, finding little toys that he can play with and eat. So we have to lift it up. And it is very much, I'm going to try and make that sound like baptism now. <laughs> so please pray for me. We all do things wrong. The Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God. We've all been in the cat litter of life, whether that is alcohol or sex or drugs or lies or pride. We all go and do these things that are wrong. And they, they, they make us sick. They make us spiritually sick. But what is this Paul about? This Paul is about those of us who acknowledge that we have done things wrong. We come in and we die to the things that we have done wrong. And then we come up in Christ because we have accepted him as our Lord and Saviour. We come up with a new life. We are a new creation, the Bible says. And we have a new relationship with God. And you are no longer a slave to sin. So Emily and Caleb, Ian and Maria, you are no longer a slave to, being do, to doing things wrong. That has broken now. That's the fantastic news of the gospel. I, was, uh, I listened to lots of podcasts and I was listening to a, an MP uh, who's, who's not a Christian and they were talking about her, her God and she said... I joined this particular religion, which wasn't Christianity, because I know I'm a good person. And I thought, that is so, so wrong on so many different levels. We can all see that we do things wrong. But first of all, there, if that is the case, there is no hope for anybody. If you've got to be a good person to get into heaven, to be a good person, to have eternal life, then I'm doomed, I tell you. I would have been doomed years ago. But the hope and the joy of Christianity is that you can come to the cross and you can say, Lord, forgive me for the things I've done wrong. And he will forgive you and he will set you free. He will give you a new life and a new purpose. And why does he do that? I want to actually talk to you about 
um, about God's love because it is all about God's love for us. There's a, a, a passage in the Bible written by Paul. Uh, it's the book of Romans. And I'm not going to go through the whole book of Romans because people will spend months doing uh, three verses of the book of Romans. Uh, but I'm going to try and go through uh, Romans 8 in 90 seconds. First of all, the context. Paul says to the, to the people in Rome, this is what the gospel is, what, we, what I've just explained that you can do nothing about your sin, but by faith you accept that Jesus died for you. And when, then you are raised to new life. You have a new purpose and a new personality. And then at the beginning of Romans 8, it says, Therefore, because you have been raised and God identifies you with Jesus, there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation. There is no guilt now for the, for the sin, for the times you've been in the cat litter tray of life. You are free from that. There is no condemnation. But why has he done that? He's done that because he loves you. He loves every single one of us. I was telling the guys in the, in the prayer meeting this morning, just before I, I, I drove off, I was waiting for Leslie and uh, something came on the radio, and they were talking about uh, they were talking about Alcoholics Anonymous and one of their uh, steps to freedom, which is that you acknowledge there is a higher power. And they were saying that there is no, there isn't a God who is sitting on uh, a cloud. He is not a God who sits there judging us. He is a God who sent Jesus to come down and by his unmerited grace, he says, you can have a relationship with me. You can be free from your sin. And that was, the Pope was saying that, which is a very gospel-centered message. And the people were just, that's amazing. I, I thought that it, God was about a, a man with a gray beard. No, no, no. He is about a relationship with the creator of the universe. God knows every single thing about us. And that's why his love is so powerful. If, if he knew just the good parts about us, then he might, it might be easy to love. But God knows the good parts, the bad parts, the insecure parts, the strengths, our, our weaknesses, and he says, despite all the things that you have done wrong, I love you, and I have come to prove that by dying on the cross so that you can be free to enjoy eternal life. You see, eternal life isn't something that you, you kind of hope you've done your best, you've, you've been a nice boy or girl, and stood there at the gates of heaven and say, well, I just hope I've done enough to get in. No. The symbol of baptism is that you've made a decision and Jesus has accepted you so that you know that you will be 
you will have eternal life. There is now no condemnation for you at all. You are free to enjoy life. Can we just read that, that scripture, Romans 8, 35, 39? Is it, is it going to come on the screen? Uh, so, it says... I'll read it from there. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long and we considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, uh, neither height nor depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can you just keep that up? Nothing can separate Maria and Ian and Emily and Caleb and those of you that know Jesus from the love of God. You cannot do it. I'm sorry. That's one of the... All things are possible in God, but you cannot be separated from his love. He wants to rush in like a mighty wind for you to know that love. And that is the most wonderful thing that will transform and bring a foundation to your lives. It will transform you because you know that God is for you and nothing on that list. If you can think of something else that is not on that list that could separate you from the love of God, then come and see me later. And we live in difficult times. We will have difficulties in life. But God is faithful. He will be with you always. And he will do his... He will transform you from being the person you perhaps think you would like to be to the person he has created you to be. And he will make you the best person that you can be. When you walk with him, you build your relationship with him. And you are filled with the Spirit of God. So, I'm going I'm to finish there. But let me just say, if, if you don't know Jesus, there is an invitation to come to him. It's as simple as just saying, Lord, like Maria did, she cried out, God, help me. Show me that you are real. And he will be there. And he will show you that he is real. And he will change you. He will stop or the anxiety that you may have had, and he will transform you to someone who loves people and knows his love as well. So if you, if you don't know him, then come and find me. We're going to be, we'll probably do another Alpha. We're at the, the end of doing another one online. We're probably going to do another one because people are desiring to know what is the truth. What am I here for in life? What is the point of this? 
And actually, the church of Christ has an answer, which is you are made in the image of God to have a relationship with him, and he can set you free from all the things that you have done wrong. He can set you free from the times you've been in the cat litter tray of life. And he will stop you doing that so that you are no longer sick, but you are a new creation. Come to him, get a Bible, read the Gospels, and start to build a relationship with God. So I'm going to pray, and then we're, we're going to close there. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for all the lives, Lord, that have uh, been changed, Lord, the four people who have been baptized. But, Lord, I also pray, Lord, for those of us that hear your word, Lord. I pray those who don't know you will come to know you, Father, because you are a wonderful heavenly Father, full of grace and mercy, full of joy, full of patience and love. And I thank you, Lord, that nothing can separate us from your love in this world or in heaven, Lord. So, Father, I just pray, come and touch each one of these people. So I pray, Lord, for Ian and Maria and Emily and Caleb, that they will be filled with your spirit, O God, and know you more and know that your love can never be separated from them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.